0: Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. We recently just joined as members, and you can too. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at podgo.co. Welcome to episode 41 of the Spivey Special Podcast, the Dirk Nowitzki episode. I didn't think we'd make it this far. No, you know, we're just playing really bad defense and making shots from the elbow, so. <laughs> Our fadeaway is elite, though. <laughs> he was so good in his prime. I love me some Dirk. So talented. So talented. Well, um, we had a fun episode this week. What are, what are the fun stuff that we do this week? we had a four chili dog eat off we did do that that was a close one It was a photo finish we're gonna have to you know take it to the fans and see what they thought it was so close i don't know who won still to this point well we did the chili dog eat off contest and then we almost immediately afterwards were guests on the character combine podcast you know, there's no better way to prep for a guest spot on a podcast than to eat four chili dogs, chili cheese dogs as fast as you can. Yeah, I thought we did a, I think we did pretty good on the podcast. <laughs> none of us passed out, and none of us had to have an emergency bathroom break. No, nope, we're good. We did a good job. We didn't Kevin Malone didn't have to yell, I have to go to the bathroom and run out <laughs> of the room. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, we got a fun episode this week. We got a Troy Spivey culinary creation this week, called the Spivadilla. And we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that when you figure out what Spivadilla means. <laughs> you have to ask, baby. Can't afford it. We're also gonna talk about the Madden Curse. Spooky. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> this one's actually spooky. So yeah, I'm finally glad we <laughs> can have something that actually is spooky. <laughs> Alright, Joe, you ready to get into it? Let's do it. Alright. We'll take a short break and we'll come back with food court files. Alright. It's time for the food court files. Alright, this week for food court files, we're gonna be mixing it up again for the third week in a row. We're going uh we're going off the reservation this week. We're going out of the recipe books, and we're going into the mind of Troy Spivey, which It's a scary place, but we pulled something out that was useful. Yeah, sometimes, you know, just great ideas come to you when you least expect them, and this is kind of when that was. And today we made the Spivadilla. Oh, baby. (laughs) I, I had my doubts. This ended up being one of the better things that I've ever eaten in my life. Yeah, I don't know how it all came together. It's like one of those things like you don't even know what just happened, but when you ate it, it just hits you in the face. Like, that was really, really good. All right, let's talk about what a Spivadilla is. Did I pronounce that right? It's not Spivadilla. Spivadilla. We had to max it. We had to change the pronunciation of both quesadilla. Pronunciation. And (laughs) spivy. You just kind of got to throw everything in there and just see what happens. All right. Well, let's talk about what a Spivadilla is. So it started out, let's combine hamburgers and quesadillas, Mm. of course. Obviously. Um, And then it kind of snowballed from there. So let's let's break down everything that we need for a Spivadilla. Troy, would you like to? You're going to need. This is a big one. (laughs) We went way past seven this time you're going to need four street taco flour tortillas and you want to make sure you go with the flour because we felt like with the corn they would fall apart and you wouldn't get the proper quesadilla buns that you're going to need here for this creation. They're all, it's also uh, fairly juicy from everything that's in it and we don't want it seeping through the corn tortillas so <laughs> flour is a must. Uh, you're also going to need a, about a half a cup of shredded cheese. There's different things you're going to use the cheese for so we had a bag of two cup bag of cheese Uh, it's a mexican blend and two cups was plenty 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 enough we didn't want to over cheese it like we usually do with a lot of our recipes and this was more subtle cheese Although we will mention cheese probably at least 12 <laughs> times during the recipe. the next thing It goes, wasn't as overpowering as like the bacon wrap grilled cheese. Oh, that was too much cheese. That was a lot of cheese. And the next one is also a cheese. You're gonna need a little Parmesan, but we'll let you know what you're gonna need that Parmesan. We like the powdered kind. It was necessary for what we did, yeah. Um, and then next, you're gonna need to make guacamole. Um, we, you don't need too much of it. We had a lot left over. You could over. buy guacamole. But we're from California so you need to make your own guacamole to fully enjoy the guacamole. guacamole, (laughs) We used two avocados. I think you could probably get away with one. We had quite a bit left over. Oh, so good though. Um, We added a little salt to taste, pepper to taste, um, a little garlic powder, onion powder, lime juice, and a little mild pico de gallo. Yeah. We mixed all those guys together. Add a really good guac. You just kind of have to mess with those until it's uh, the way that you want if it. If you've made guac before, you know a lot of the time it's just adding this, adding that until it tastes good. Right. Um, you're going to also if need... If you can't figure out what it's missing, it's usually salt. Or you should just not be making it. Yeah, just go to the store <laughs> if you can't figure it out. I mean, you're going to need two slices of tomato. You probably could get away with one, but in the Spivadilla, if you want to do it cor- correctly, you're going to need two. Yeah. Um, you're also going to need a little grilled onion. And we used a red onion. Um, we threw a little butter on it. So you're going to also need butter. And then we threw a little parm on top of that too, which went to Spivadilla. Why not? That's just how it's you... It's just get. sitting there waiting to get put on things. Um, so we made this one. The Spivadilla was a double. Yeah. Um, so we used two um, quarter pound turkey patties. The reason we went with this because they were already pre-made patties. And so if you know anything about... The spivies is less work, the better. So, we went with the turkey and then we used a little bit of that Mexican cheese and we threw it on top of there for the patty. But we'll get to that as we get going. All right, let's talk about how we made this thing. So, those are all the ingredients that you made that you need. Those were not what we planned originally. And I think we just kind of went with it. But I'm glad that we did. Turned out really well. Um, so, first step, we're going to grill the patties. You can use, you do it on the bur- uh, on the barbecue, but we did it on the stove. Um, it was nice because we were, we had a pretty big sized pan to where we could do both patties at the same time. Make sure you season the patties either salt and pepper. We did uh, B- bacon, bacon cheddar. cheddar because we can. I had it so <laughs> we put that on there. Make sure that we did turkey burgers. So make sure that you cook those all the way. You can't have a medium rare turkey burger. That's bad news. Um, so while we did those uh, turkey burger patties, um, we waited a little bit of time. And then we on another little grill over there, we started to do our bun, which is actually a quesadilla. So you're going to get, obviously, with the quesadilla, you have two tortillas with cheese in the middle. Um, but we need two of those. So we had two of those cooking at the same time as the grilled patties. What we did for that, too, is we also sprinkled more Parmesan cheese into the pan. Um, with after we sprayed the pan we put the parmesan cheese in and then when the first quesadilla went down that parmesan cheese will stick to your quesadilla it's kind of like gym boys does with their shells so obviously we like gym boys so we decided we'd try it too so you got all this going luckily there was two of us I was on the grill doing the patties and the quesadillas. Zach was making the guacamole so you are going to make sure your guacamole's going to be ready for when you get to the construction part Right, and you don't want to make it too soon, it'll start to turn brown, and it won't taste the same. So uh, another thing you're also going to need to do is you're going to need to slice your tomato, have that ready. Um, Once the quesadillas came off, they came off first because we want to make sure those turkey burgers were cooked all the way through. That's when you're going to throw your grilled onion on. So the timing of this is all kind of, you kind of just feel it. It's the first time we did it because it's made up. So... Um, we had the patties, quesadillas. Quesadillas came off. The grilled onions went on. And then um, on the patties, we went ahead and sprinkled a little cheese with a little cover. More Mexican cheese. Put a lid over the top so that the cheese would melt a little bit faster. Yeah, just a lot of stuff going on. So, I mean, luckily there was two of us. You could do it by yourself. but We'll have all these directions and ingredients on our website. It's so you can check it out there as well. Um, so now it's time to, yeah. everything's done. We got our patties. We, we got to assemble. We got our quesadillas. We got all our produce ready to go. Now it's time to assemble. And this, you'll see as uh, we have a video of it on there if you go on our YouTube page. But we didn't really know what to do construction-wise. So we got all our pieces out there and we kind of just went for it. So we went uh, first quesadilla on the bottom. We did a layer of Guacamole spread across it evenly Mm. then we did our first patty which had the cheese on it we added a little pico grilled onions then a slice of tomato then our second patty that had the cheese on it a little more pico another slice of tomato and then we did our second uh quesadilla which also had guacamole on the inside of it and that went on the top Um, It looked like it was a towering monstrosity. It was about 40 feet tall, yeah. At least. And so, um, as we do, we tried to cut it in half, which was kind of hard because the tomato kind of acted like an ice skating rink. Well, so did the guac. Yeah, the guac was (laughs) frying. All of it didn't lend itself to not sliding around. But the taste, as we'll get to when we get to the grading system, a little bit more, but it was... It was really good. Really, really good. So let's just kind of get into the grading system, Zach. Give us your rating. Why don't you go first? Cause it's your creation. I want you to have first, first explanation. So this gonna be aren't my highest rating yet. So we're doing one out or zero out of five Spivey specials is the ranking system. If you haven't watched the show before, that's what we do every uh, week. It's going to be my highest rating yet. This is going to be a 4.75 Wow, Spivey special. That's almost five. It wasn't quite perfect. There's some things that we would have changed, which we'll kind of go over after we give the rating system or during the rating system. Um, delicious. Um, the grilled onions really gave it this really good taste. It didn't overpower anything. Yep. We didn't try to do anything too fancy. I know it sounds weird that you have a quesadilla as your bun on your burger, But the flavor, you kind of, we didn't make it too American style of our burger. We still stayed in the Mexican range with the Mexican cheese, just one slice of tomato. But with the pico de gallo and the guacamole, it really flavored up the quesadilla on the outside. And the turkey burger, I thought was pretty good. But I think if we did it again, we wouldn't do a double-double but we would just do one thinned out patty because we think it would keep the ingredients on better. This was one of those kind of things that you ate and then you had to have a spoon to eat the stuff that fell out. Yeah, it did get pretty messy. Yeah, you want that patty to be roughly the size of that quesadilla if you could. Yeah, but we had two of them that were a little bit too small. It it was fantastic. So uh, the flavors on it were outrageous. Um, The guac turned out pretty good. Guac was great. The quesadillas were good. It was a little messy. Um, That would be my, I think, the only thing about it. I mean, it was just hard to eat. Everything was splishing and splashing around, but it was so good. It was one of the best things that I've eaten before. Um, Even Heather enjoyed it. So, um, I think I'm gonna give it four. Four. I'm gonna go four out of five. Best rating that I've given so far, I've been Three and a half's both time, I think. Three and a half's both time. So this is a little bit better for me. I feel like there's a lot of room for us to get to five, and I don't want to just throw out fives. I'm not going to give out a five unless I just... And be like Patrick Ewing at the dunk contest where everything's a ten. Yeah. And tens don't mean anything. so. Exactly. I want to go four. I think we could have done better if we would have done uh, ground beef instead of turkey patties. Um, but I think there's not a lot other than that that I would change. It just turned out really good all the flavors complemented each other uh like you said it it tasted more mexican we didn't try to over cheese it like we normally would i think too what was so nice about it is it wasn't dry because you had a good moisture from the guacamole and the the mild sauce, salsa pico de gallo that we had, and just the grilled onions were seeping butter and Parmesan cheese. Just everything, like you said, just played off of each other so well. And as much as we normally don't go turkey burgers, I didn't think the turkey burger was that bad that it ruined the meal. No, and it was almost healthy, except for the quesadillas <laughs> and the cheese and the butter and the butter. yeah, it wasn't healthy. <laughs> clothes treasure, and talk himself into it yeah. just because there's a slice of tomato it doesn't make it healthy so if you guys want we would love to see you guys try to make our recipes that we're going to start making up we're going to just start making up our own as this show goes on um so the spivadilla. if you want to go ahead and make it and then take pictures and just send them to us we would love it yeah make whatever changes you want to let's make some suggestions but i want to see somebody eat some quesadilla burgers And if you have a crazy recipe that you've come up with and you want us to try on the show, just let us know. Hit us up on social media everywhere, Spivey Special, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. That was a good one. Oh, delicious. That was one of the better things that I've eaten in in recent memory. And you had ribs for dinner. Oh, I had the ribs (laughs) (laughs) rice. So good. Two different types of ribs. Yeah, well, you haven't seen yours since you're like eight, so that makes sense. You might as well eat other people's. They're there. (laughs) I don't need to see them. All right. Sports Jog with the Spivey Brothers. Cubs are good. Get the ball to big country. Generic soccer take. All right, that's enough. I'm out of breath. All right, this week for Sports Jog, we're going to be talking about the Madden curse. Now, I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in Bigfoot. There's probably aliens, though. Salad. I don't believe in salad. Mm -mm. Not a real thing. But I do believe in the Madden curse and its powers. And it might not get you the first season that you're on. It'll get you. But it'll get you, for sure. (laughs) Uh, So let's talk about the Madden curse. So we're talking about the Madden video game. The Madden video game has been around since... The late '80s, 1988, I think is the first John Madden football game. I love Madden; it's one of the best games I want to play that we've that we've played, and we've played most of them since it's came out. Based on our age, we're like the perfect age group for that. Yeah, started the year I was born, '88. You were playing as a fetus, I heard. Mm-hmm. I yeah. was the best, top five percent in the country. So the reason that Madden uh, kind of uh, took over as the main football game because we had a bunch. We had Tecmo Bowl. We had Troy Eggman football. We had Quarterback Club. There was a bunch of weird... Ooh, Quarterback Club was fun. That was a good one. Um, John Madden was really adamant that it had to be real football. Um, in 1988, it was very, very difficult to make a football game. that was 11-on-11, 11 11, but he's like, yeah, we're not doing it unless you figure it out. It's got to be 11-on-11, 11 11, and we're going to teach people how to play. We're going to have actual football plays. And playbooks from the teams, it's gonna be awesome. And they're like, I don't think we could do that. But you're like, I don't figure it out. 1988, baby. And they figured it out. So, a lot of people learned how football works from playing John Madden football. You figure out what a sweep is called. You figured out what a cover two and a cover three defense was. Um, you learned a lot of that from playing Madden. Not not even watching football, but just from playing the game. People learned all that stuff. So, it's been a really popular game. And it's all based around John Madden, early on. Here's a guy who likes video games. Exactly, that John Madden. Mm. Um, John Madden is on the cover of the game from the inception of the game until 1999 is the first time. They're like, you know what? We should put players on the game. Players going to play. Let's give them the honor of being on there. John, you've already done it like 11 times. Let's change it up. And we'll pick somebody that had a really good season from the year before. They'll get to be on the cover. It'll be great. Spoiler alert, it was not great for most of the people that got to be on the med cover. Um, Two, maybe? Three? Debatable, maybe. Maybe three at the most. Um, so the first one that's on there is Garrison Hurst. 49ers running back. Had one of the most exciting playoff runs of all time. Had like a 99-yard run was he was pretty good on that team the jeff garcia teams um well he was on the madden cover the next year uh, he breaks his ankle in the playoffs this is before we knew that there was a madden curse it took a while to figure out well not that only that bad. he broke his ankle and they went in to try to repair it and something went wrong and one of his bones actually died i didn't even know your bones could die yeah, and then I don't know what happened, but I know that he missed the next two seasons. I guess they brought a CPR or something on the bone. <laughs> they they brought it back, some mm-hmm. sort of like ancient yeah. Indian burial thing. Yeah. And they brought it back. Okay. They actually got the gal Bones. <laughs> <laughs> she came and fixed. It. They brought in Bones, and mm-hmm. Bones brought it back. Okay. Bones, though. he came hardly. back after the two seasons, never quite the same again. Mm-hmm. That's a weird one off for the first non John Madden person on the cover at the time. Next year, all right, let's, we'll, we'll stick to the more mainstream names. There's no way this one can go wrong. Let's not go deep tracks every year. We'll get Barry Sanders. He's the best running back in the world, right? Troy, right. tell us what happened. Uh, In July of 1999, after it was announced that Barry Sanders was going to be on the cover of Madden. Barry Sanders is like, I'm good at football, but I don't want my bones to die. So (laughs) Barry Sanders is like, I'm going to retire early. And I'm not going to tell anybody why, but I just have a feeling this Madden curse is a thing. He was sick of playing for a terrible Lions team. And I think he sensed the curse early on. And he just like, no, I don't want any of that him out. <laughs> No dead bones for me. Let's get out of here. <laughs> no bones, so no he retires bones. in July. The game normally comes out in August. So we had an alternate cover. We had Dorsey Levens Old from Dorsey the Packers. Levens. He uh, was the alternate cover and is actually the, also the European cover. They had time to switch that one out. He actually had a decent season and then in the playoffs against the I think it was the Ravens. They gave him a little uh, swing pass, bobbled it, picked six, other way, ball game. Yeah, you're thinking of the next one? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dorsey Levins was kind of, it was like his last good year. He's out of the league shortly after. But he was the replacement. Barry Sanders already jinxed it. <laughs> Next year is 2001. Eddie George. Oh, yeah. That guy. I was wondering for a minute there why the Packers were playing the Ravens in the playoffs. I was <laughs> thinking the same thing. I was like, where are you going with this, Trey? I need to play more Where's Madden. story going? <laughs> All right, 2001. We got Eddie George. I believe this is uh, right after the Super Bowl against the Rams. It would have been the year after that, right? Yeah. So... He's in the Super Bowl, really good running back. And Troy, what happened in that game against the Ravens? I don't know if you again. guys have heard this. <laughs> <laughs> Bob will pass in the playoffs, went for pick six. Ball game. And that was his and that was like one of his uh last good seasons. He got hurt the next year and he's I don't think he ever ran for over twelve hundred yards. The next four seasons was out of the league. Yeah. Okay. That's three in a row. Not great. Not good. Not a good start. It's not a curse yet. No, I think you have to have six to make it a curse. Six is a curse. Okay. 2002, Dante Culpepper. He's throwing a Randy Moss. This one cannot go bad. The running backs, they're too fragile. We'll switch to quarterbacks. This one can't go wrong. You got to. Slinger. Dante Culpepper, he starts four and seven. Just wasn't himself all year, really. Not good. Mm -mm. And then he had season-ending knee injury. That's four in a row. Spooky. That's not good. Mm-mm. All right, we're going to go back to running backs this time. Might as well. I think it was because the other ones were just weird. We're yeah, just... I mean, two of them bobbled a pass in the playoffs for pick sixes. <laughs> Both against the Ravens. What are the that? In the wrong leagues. 2003, we're going to do Marshall Falk, Hall of Famer. Can't Great, go wrong. Greatest, greatest, greatest show on, on turf. turf. Baby. Can't go wrong. Mm hmm. No, he hurts his he hurt his ankle during the season. Ouch! Misses Charlie. a couple games, Ugh. and then he never ran for a thousand yards again until he retired. Yikes! We're getting Yikes. closer to the old curse. It's not six yet, though. Mm-hmm, we're only at five. Okay. This is where the curse starts. This is where we're starting. I remember the hype of the curse going into this one, and thinking it was the person that was going to break it. The most exciting person, and the most um, over exaggerated player of all time in a video game. Oh, he was one of the best. 2004 Michael Vick is the most overpowered character in any video game that ever existed. Faster than Bolt. Yeah, he's like 100% throw power, like 97 speed, you can't catch him. He's it's like a cheat code. Well, it didn't matter in real life, because uh, was it the day after the Madden release, which is in August, he breaks his leg and he misses 11 games. And then he comes back, and the dog stuff happens. Yeah, something about dogs. Something about dogs. We don't like to talk about that part. Bad person. That's bad. Now we're in a curse. That's six, right? Six. Let's kick the extra point. (laughs) So now we officially have a curse. This is what we're getting. We're going to just no more offense. Mm -hmm. We're going to go defense now. There's no way that it would go with a defensive player. And we're going to go with Ray Lewis. Is there anyone more reliable than Ray Lewis? It's literally right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he broke his wrist during the season. (laughs) Yeah, but the crazy thing is. He only missed one game. Yeah, he's pretty tough. (laughs) Broken wrist, oh, you're not going to catch anyways. How do you miss one game with a broken wrist? You Play for keeps. Yikes. He did not have the same doctor as Garrison Hurst all that deer antler stuff. Mm -hmm. He's just rubbing it all over. Well, not only that, though, the next season he went with the old thigh injury and missed 10 games. He was the first one to have the delayed Madden curse. Like, he got the wrist injury. Mm -hmm. And I think it was later in the year because I remember, like, all right, the curse is over. Oh, no, he broke his wrist. It is real. We're keeping it going. It's one of those delayed symptom type things. All right. Defense was a bust. We are going to go back to quarterbacks, because how could that go wrong? It's my quarterback. We are going to go with the one that uh, – we're going to go with Donovan McNabb. Why wouldn't we? How could that go bad? He's been good every year. They've been making the playoffs. They went to a Super Bowl right then. Mm-hmm. First game sports, hernia. Seven games he misses. He gets in a fight with T.O., and he's never in a Pro Bowl afterwards. Well, you can't, not after the cover. It's just a rule. He didn't even make the Pro Bowl when he was on the Redskins. No, it's not a team. It's the Washington football team. (laughs) I just wanted uh, Vito to remember that Donovan was the quarterback for the Redskins. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. All right, uh, right, we're going to go back to running backs. One of the best fantasy players of all time. Yeah? Guy wasn't afraid to get in that rectangle at the end of the field. And he was behind the, maybe the greatest offensive line in the history of the world. Two Hall of Famers on the line, pretty much anyone could do well. There's no way he's going to get hurt. Sean Alexander, let's on break the Seahawks. it. Seahawks, break it, baby. I think this might be fresh out of the Super Bowl. Where they lost to the Steelers. I don't know who the Steelers are. Okay, uh, broken foot, is six games. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's basically out of the league like the next year. Yikes. This is not looking good. You don't want to be on the cover. Or way past six at this point. No, this is, this is want a legit to be curse. On the cover. alright we're going to go back to quarterbacks. I, they, didn't, they should have just started going to other positions at this point. They know it's not working. 2008, VY, Tyler Goldick's favorite player of all time. One of the best college quarterbacks of date. Stupid Fitz Young. Well, he was on the cover. He got a quad injury, couldn't run, which was, like, the strength of his game. And then he, after his rookie year, he never really did much in the NFL. No, I think he had a good college run and a really good rookie year. And they're like, "Ah, oh, let's put him on the cover. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, that didn't work out. He gone. All right, 2009. We got, well, let's just pick a quarterback that's a Hall of Famer. None of this Donovan McNabb. He kind of went the same way Barry Sanders did. I think 2009 – He did retire. They put him on – For the first time. They put him on the cover in the Packers jersey. They had to redo it because he changed teams to the Jets. And we're talking (laughs) about Brett Favre. No, Favre. Yeah, he's talking about a crazy season there. Yeah. He, uh, He played pretty good most of the year. It got to the end of the year, though. He hurt his bicep. They lost four of the last five, and it kind of was a disappointing year on the Jets. The Jets had a pretty good defense, and they just needed Brett Favre to play above average, and he did not do that. So that was a rough one. Then we go to 2010. And then I think he retired again. Yeah. And then he went to the Vikings. That was a weird one. Then 2010, we got two people on it. I think this is how we're going to fix it. We're going to break it by having two people on it hopefully one of them will make it through the curse. And one of them did. Unfortunately, it wasn't the one that I wanted. No. No. So we had, right after the Super Bowl, we had Larry Fitzgerald and Troy Polamalu on the cover. Next year, Fitzgerald had a really good year. Polamalu got hurt in the first game, missed four games, and then he got hurt again when he came back later in the season. It was a rough one for him. Yeah, so luckily Fitz was on it because he was the first one kind of to break the curse a little bit, but luckily they had another guy on there to keep the curse going. Right. Curse is still alive. Um, don't, Troy, you like Troy <laughs> Polamalu? He's got your name. I'm just happy the curse is still alive. I don't care who it is. That's true. We do like the curse. Okay, 2011, Drew Brees. Now, this one isn't a true curse. No. He didn't get hurt. He didn't break any bones or anything. We had Drew Brees, quarterback for the Saints. Doubled his interceptions from the year prior. They made it all the way to the Super Bowl. Really good record, but they didn't win the division. They didn't make it to the Super Bowl. I mean, they made it to the playoffs. Sorry, They made it to the playoffs. They played against a team that didn't have a winning record, Mm -mm. and they lost. They lost to Beast Mode and Seahawks, who were 7-9 and nine that year. Skittles everywhere. Um, the Saints should have won the NFC that year. They were one of the better teams, and they happened to just run into Beast Mode, who could not be tackled. No, no, he could not be. They tried. All right, we're moving on. We're going back to running backs. You got to, I think. And we're not going – the Hall of Famer didn't work out, so we're just going to go – Who's the most obscure person that had a good year last year? Well, let's just throw a Brown up there. We haven't had Brown on there yet, so let's <laughs> we'll throw Peyton Hillis in there. Why wouldn't you? I mean, he ran for 1,100 yards the year before. And he plays, he's like a fullback too. Everyone else with Peyton in their names good. Walter, Manning, <laughs> mm-hmm. Hillis. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Yeah, that would not go well either. no. He no. only played 10 games. He rushed for 587 yards that season. He had a contract dispute. He got strep throat. He hurt his hamstring. And he didn't make it onto to the Browns the following year. Didn't re-sign him. And he's Ouch. basically out of the year. I think he played for the Giants for a couple of games. Yeah, it wasn't great after that. It didn't It didn't go well. Peyton Hillis might have got hit by the curse the worst out of anyone that I can remember. I don't know about the dead bones. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about dead bones. <laughs> so we got a pretty good run. That's like 13 years in a row where we had a curse. Not terrible. And then we have a first one where um, we think the curse might have ended here. Now, this is up for debate. 2013, we had Calvin Johnson. And he goes for the most receiving yards in a single season to date. That's pretty good. 1900. Something. I think the Lions only won four games that year. But he did ha- catch a lot of passes. He when had 1,900 yards When passing. you're down big, get those yards in the fourth quarter, baby. Prevent yeah. defense. Just throw the ball up in the air. He's going to catch it. That's basically the Lions entire offense. So, Still. But I think that it's not even officially on the team. ends the curse. I would say so. I think it maybe just stalled the curse. It stalled the curse, yeah. Because it didn't end. They There's found a vaccine. <laughs> but but – a lot of these next players coming up are anti-vaxxers, so it didn't really help them. Well, just the curse, you know, changed to go around the vaccination. It evolved. Mm-hmm. It evolved. Revolution. The revolution mm. of the curse. All right. Next year we've got 2014. We've got Adrian Peterson on the cover. That Fo- guy's still playing. He's going to be the starting running back for the Washington football team this year. Yikes. The Washington Generals, or whatever they're going to call themselves. Well, in 2014, he had some foot injuries that kind of slowed him down. That's bad. That's not That's good. That's a curse. That's not what you want. Mm-hmm. Feet are very important to football players. I don't know if you've heard that before. Dr. Scholz. Dr. Scholz, yeah. 2015, we've got another player that almost beat the curse Richard Sherman. We won defense again. Got him. Defensive player of the year, all pro. He like doubled his interceptions from the year before. Went to Stanford. Went to Stanford, yep. Yeah. But they lost the Super Bowl on the last play of the game, and he turned into a meme. That is not what you want out of your career. I mean, he's going to keep you relevant. It's true. I use that meme all the time. I can see that. Yeah. It's a good meme. You didn't even know what a meme is? No, it's something about bears. <laughs> All right, 2016, kind of a Odell Beckham Jr. It's kind of up to debate. He had a better year than he did the year before. He was still getting better, but this is like a a slow burn curse because he went to the Browns, and he's been pausing out good while he's been on the Browns. He's so talented. Just never really panned out. Yeah, he's kind of a hit case. 2017, this is our first tight end they're going to switch it up just to be safe didn't go well Gronk hurt like a million times thousand thousand times and then he had to watch his team play in the Super Bowl without him they won i think that year i think they won without him and then he didn't really play a lot after that either and then he retired but now he's back after he won the 24/7 belt in wrestling yeah sometimes you just got to go to the WWE yeah it's best for everybody right, next season, Tom Brady wins the MVP. He shouldn't have. Um, But they lost to the Eagles in the Super Bowl. They lost to Nick Foles in the Super Bowl, so that's what he gets for being on the cover. I always say fly, Eagles, fly. Mm -hmm. Always. Always. 2019, Antonio Brown, another player that had a pretty good year. Slow burn. Slow burn, though. So he had 1,200 receiving yards, 15 touchdowns, really good fantasy football year. Great. Until week 17, the Steelers give Juju Smith-Schuster the Player of the Year Award, and Antonio Brown loses his mind officially. Misses week 17. Demands to be released from the Steelers or be traded, or I don't even remember how that worked. Ends up on the Raiders. Calls the GM a cracker. Freezes his foot. Yeah. Gets cut by the Raiders, goes to the Patriots, gets accused of sexual harassment or whatever, assault twice. Plays one game the following season, and now he's doing something. Did he got a touchdown that game. He did. He had a really good game. <laughs> yeah, that one went really bad. That one turned bad. And I like Antonio Brown already did. Probably didn't manage to be off my team. Yeah. That's just that's a tough bad. one, and then this last year, this is where the curse I think is officially over. But I mean, it's, you it's got a question mark? A, a maybe a little bit of cursation in there though. So Patrick Mahomes was on the cover this last year. He did hurt his knee. He had a below average regular season. He went from 50 oh. touchdowns the year before to 26 to be fair 50 was outrageously good 26 t- is still really good and that's with missing almost a month of the season but then they won the super bowl and he's super bowl mvp and then he signed like a 500 million dollar football deal so he's like the opposite of he's a doing slow good. burn so this next year we have uh, lamar jackson on the cover we can all hope that he gets hurt and misses the year Yeah. And they can bring in Joe Flacco or whoever their backup is. Yeah, and just still win the division. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Classic. Classic. Yeah, he was quoted as saying, I hope that I get the same curse that uh, Patrick Mahomes got the year before. Yeah. Wouldn't be terrible. Yeah. The curse is real, Troy. I believe in it. I think it went dormant for a little bit, just that we thought it went away. But it is back. It's out there. And loving every minute of it. It's just waiting to get somebody. Yeah, I, really I think don't. not this year, but the next year's fine. Yeah, I mean, if they pick a Patriot again. Well, I don't know. For a while, who knows Bill Belichick? He'll probably get somebody just to go off. Cam Newton will be MVP. I'm <laughs> surprised he didn't get it in there anywhere. He should have been, I think. He's a very good Madden player. He's actually not that good. Well, you're just not very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Charlie, you got anything else for Madden? No, I think that's it. I mean, great game. Anytime we can just I sit on the couch and not move. Cannot wait to get it later at the end of this month. My favorite game to play. I'll we'll play, like, every day from August to like, February. It's a fun one. That's when you go into your hibernation. Yeah. And then I come in as a butterfly. I don't think so. I don't think you could ever be a butterfly. How about a butterfinger? Mm. <laughs> I don't think you'd ever have one of those. Like a just, butter bean. Mm, that's more <laughs> realistic. Okay. I like that. All right. That's going to wrap up episode 41 of the Spivey Special Podcast. Another fun one in the books. Yeah, I'm just so excited to see where Food Court Files goes from here. I mean, after the Spivadilla, I mean, it's all going to be downhill. But next week, the big man on campus, Zach. I can barely fit in this chair. Spivey's going to come up with his own recipe, and I can't wait to taste it. And I might possibly get a second chair to avoid this current situation. (laughs) That would be best. All right, well, make sure you check us out on social media at Spivey Special on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Go to our website, spivyspecialpodcast.com, and also check out our new YouTube page where we have quite a few videos up there, including us doing the chili dog eating contest. Yeah, if you uh, if you want to visualize what a spivadilla is, if our description of it wasn't uh, good enough for you, watch the video. It's a good one. And you're going to learn how to make a spivadilla today. Mm-hmm. All right, I think that's all we got. You got anything else, Troy? Zach, you're fat. Troy, you're fat. Later.